1: Yesterday, in the chambers of Judge Willoughby at the county seat in Stanton, the case of Meade versus Meade had ended in the solemn judgment, divorce granted. Bill Meade's heart had left when he heard those two words, which represented the final step in the long, unhappy road he and Kidd had followed since the realization that their marriage had been a failure. But he'd had a great disappointment, too, for the baby boy he believed to be his son had been given into Kidd's custody. When he returned home, he'd been visited by Nicholas Dorn, the young writer, to whom Peggy Douglas had been engaged for some months. Nicholas had encouraged Bill in his intention to see Peggy at once, because Nicholas believed and feared that she still loved Bill. Bill had agreed to see Peggy that same night, but the meeting had been delayed. Unbeknown to Nicholas, Bill has just arrived at the Lane Farm while Nicholas is in his room at the Brown Palace, thinking about the meeting between Bill and Peggy, which he believed to have taken place last night. Nicholas hadn't heard from Bill, but wondered what it meant. Finally, in desperation... He telephones,
2: Peggy. Hello. Hello, Peggy. Oh, Nicholas, how are you?
3: I'm all right, I guess. How about you? Well,
2: I'm just fine, thanks, Nicholas. You yeah? are? Why, yes. You sound
3: so surprised, didn't I be? Oh, sure. I just Anything new and exciting happened around there recently?
2: No, nothing special what's on your
3: mind? On my mind? Nothing would makes you ask. Well, you
2: sound so odd.
3: Maybe you've forgotten. Maybe I sound like someone you used to know a long time ago. So many things have happened to you, probably since the last time I saw you. But, Nicholas, what
2: on earth do you mean? What could
3: have happened? Hmm? Lots of things. Same since last night. What about last night? Well, I don't know. That's what I wanted you to tell me. A second thought, there, i am rather hear it in person. Look, uh, may I come out there tonight? Might as well get this over with.
2: Well, I still don't know what you're babbling about. But as for tonight, Nick, I'm sorry. You see, Bill's here for dinner. Aunt Mary invited him.
3: Tonight? Again?
2: Why do you say again, Nick? Bill hasn't been here for days.
3: You mean he, he wasn't there last
2: night? I know.
3: Then you haven't... I mean he hasn't uh...
2: Nicholas, you aren't making sense.
3: No, I sure I'm not. Well, so I'll call you tomorrow, Peggy. I survive.
2: What's that? I didn't
3: hear uh, nothing, Peggy, honey. Nothing at all. Bye. Bye,
2: Nicholas.
3: So that's it. Joe did not go last night? He's out there now. I've got to go through another night of waiting. Well, I can't do it in this place. These walls are driving
1: me batty. A few minutes later, Nicholas entered the cocktail lounge, which opened off the lobby downstairs, went up to the bar and ordered a drink. Now a young woman on the stool next to him looks up with a rather cynical expression to say,
0: Greetings, Mr. Bellon."
1: Oh, Mrs. Mead.
3: You here again?
0: If you're implying I spent half my life in here, you're wrong. I haven't been here since the last time we met. You don't say. But I have an excellent reason for coming in tonight. It's a celebration in a grim sort of way. Celebration? Of course. You should know that this is an occasion calling for maintenance.
3: Sorry, but I'm not up on local gossip.
0: Oh, don't try to pretend you don't know what happened yesterday. After all the emotional handsprings you've been turning lately... You know very well, Bill and I got our divorce yesterday. I'm drinking a taste to the fact that I'm a free woman.
3: Congratulations.
0: Oh, my, You say that with such favor. But then I could hardly expect you to mean it. Mm-hmm. In spite of your chumminess with Bill, I doubt if you're really glad he's free. You can't quite make the grade, Daniel. I don't know what you mean. Oh, look, stop bluffing. You're bothered and I know it. Do you? Certainly. You're grieving about what effect the divorce will have on your engagement to Peggy Douglas. Well, you're quite right to worry about it, as I told you a long time ago. All right.
3: So I'm worried.
0: Yes. And it's on your own head, too. You had to be the noble, self-sacrificing galahad, waiting around for Bill to get his freedom so little Peggy Douglas could make up her mind which you she really wants. Well, now you see what nobility gets you. And where.
3: At least, Mrs. Mead, I know where you hope it will get me.
0: Miss Calvert to you. When I do things, I do them all over.
3: Miss Calvert, then. Well, I'll say this for you. You did keep your word. Now, recall that you said you were going through with divorce.
0: Yes, I did tell you I would. You see, I'm a woman of honor.
3: That I doubt. Well, you must have had reasons all your own for deciding on the divorce.
0: I suppose I had. The fact is, it's over and done with now. We can all pretend it never happened and start over.
3: I wonder if we can,
0: Mister Bourne. You took my advice before once, and now I'm going to give you another jewel.
3: That's awfully out of you, but no thanks. I think I can muddle along somehow without your advice.
0: No, well, no, no, I insist, Mister Bourne. If you have any sense at all, clear out fast. Go back to Hollywood. Forget this little interlude and wait here. Ah.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Hey, oh. that's what I'm going to do.
3: You're going to Hollywood?
0: No, I don't know where I'm going exactly. But I'm on my way. And soon.
3: What about your child?
0: Mm, Naturally, I'll take the baby with me.
3: I see. And suppose Bill, opens the case, tried to get the child.
0: No, he'd be crazy to do anything like that. The child was awarded to me, and that's all there is to it. Bill lost. He couldn't possibly take that baby away from me now.
3: Sure about that, aren't you?
0: Positive. Why? I'm
3: well, interested. You've got to get all the facts straight so I can plan things accordingly. If a positive Bill can't get custody of the baby, makes a big difference to me.
0: Well, you can take my word for it. A child's mine, and when I leave Wakefield, he'll go with me, in spite of what my father or anyone else says.
3: What's the matter? Doesn't your father want you to leave?
0: Well, he's not shedding any tears about my going. It's the baby he wants to hang on to. But it won't work. So if that's what worries you, you can relax. I'm leaving. The baby comes with me. And that leaves Peggy and Bill free to move into their dream cottage.
3: Miss Calvert, you sound pretty bitter for a gal who's celebrating their
0: freedom. Do I? Mm hmm. Well, maybe I am. You see, Mr. Bourne, I don't pretend to be the noble, self sacrificing type. I don't hope Peggy and Bill will live happily ever after. Why should I?
3: What difference does it make to you what they do from here in?
0: Look. I've been hurt. Why should everybody else come out on top? I'm no hypocrite.
3: I suppose you think I am?
0: No, well, not exactly. I simply think you've been taken in by all that do unto others, turn the other cheek chatter that Aunt Mary gives out.
3: But you haven't, have
0: you? Of course not. This is a cutthroat world. You have to look out for yourself. Nobody else is going to protect you. Perhaps. I should think you'd wake up, Dawn. You worried about what happened to the other fellow once and where did it get you. You lost the girl, came out with exactly nothing.
3: Even so, I can still live with myself. Besides, maybe I haven't lost the girl.
0: You don't really think there's any doubt, do you?
3: I don't know. There's a faint possibility.
0: What an odd
3: Besides, suppose I had tried to rush Peggy into marrying me. You said yourself it'd be crazy to marry someone who didn't love him.
0: Yes, I did. It's just that it irritates me your being so righteous about the whole thing. Why don't you show a little spirit, a little sense of character?
3: Perhaps you confuse being decent with liking character.
0: Yeah. All I know is you ask for what you're getting. And personally, I'm going to enjoy watching you when you have to take your medicine like a little man. Oh, <laughs> I'm really going to enjoy it.
1: Chip's vindictive laugh still rang in Nicholas Doran's ears as he went upstairs back to his room. It was seven o'clock now. Dinner was probably over at the lane. Peggy and Bill would be... No, Nicholas said to himself, I won't think about it. I'll forget about it until I know what's happened. But he knew he wouldn't be able to forget. Knew that his whole future life hung in the balance tonight when Bill Meade talked to Peggy.